Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
It's been so plain for all to see. Open your eyes, you'll realize my sacrifice. To Israel we go alone et Medinat Yisrael Reshit Smichat Geulatenu Avinu Sheba Shamayi Avinu Sheba Shamayi To Israel we go Barechet Medinat Yisrael Reshit Smichat Geulatenu Hagen Aleha Bevrat Chaslecha
Words won't make you smart A little bit of sun won't dry you out Two raindrops won't end this drought But a little bit of friendship goes a long way If you got a friend, you'll be okay A little bit of friendship goes a long way It'll bring you some muzzle, you'll be okay So give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click Give me a whistle, a whistle and muzzle Give me a whistle, a whistle and click you're down and feeling small got a phone but no one to call when your hope has sailed away and you've got nothing to say a little bit of friendship goes a long way if you got a friend you'll be okay a little bit of friendship goes a long way it'll bring you some muzzle you'll be okay so give me a whistle a whistle and muzzle give me a whistle a whistle and click give me a whistle a whistle and muzzle give me a whistle a whistle and click give me a 
J.M. in the A.M. Yerushalayim, that's Avremo. You heard Lule done by Shlomo Katz. Morris Esses is correct. Listener Morris. That there's nothing like starting a show and waking up uh, to one of the Katz brothers. And that Lule selection from uh, Shlomo Katz is pretty amazing, I must say. Uh, Vahair done by Shlokrock. Lahodos was Eitan Freilich. Eighth day had Bissalam Mazel. Tfilah Lishlom Hamdina, that's Shoresh. Masach uh, Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this November the 8th, day four in the month of Kislev, the year 5782, Tufshin Pei Bays. I um, have to thank Mayor Fertig. Uh, I was out of town Friday on a little uh, adventure and was not able to host JM&AM, which is a rarity, I know, and it's a rarity especially on a Friday, which I appreciate people recognizing. It's rare that I'll take off on a Friday, but this was a unique opportunity, and I want to take this opportunity to thank Mayor Furtick. It had been a long, long time, way too long, since uh, Mayor Furtick had hosted jm in the am It was a pleasure to welcome him back. Uh, all the reviews are stellar, as you would, as you would suspect. So thank you, Mayor Furtig. And if I do end up, I, I might. Right now, there's a question mark about next weekend whether I'll uh, be here for mon- Monday's show or not, which is something I will discuss with everybody uh, if it materializes. Um, but anyway, if uh, if in fact I'm not here next week at this time, uh, Mayor Furtig will be taking over, which was amazing to confirm yesterday. And it gives me an opportunity to thank everybody, whether it's Matis or Mark or, or Avrami or uh, Mayor uh, Miriam, uh, anybody out there who has uh, stepped up, Yoni, of course, anybody who has stepped up and stepped in um, when it's time for me to take some time off for whatever reason, it's much, much appreciated. Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM with a big happy birthday wish going out to Baruch Jungreis. Many of you know Baruch Jungreis, a legendary young man from the Lower East Side of Manhattan. A lot of people know him at the TABC. A lot of people know him from Camp Cayley. A lot of people just know him. And today he's celebrating a birthday, and I wanted to make sure to say happy birthday to Baruch Jungreis from all of us here at JM in the AM. Um, Knowing him, he's probably up listening already. Yeah, I would bet. He also says that for his birthday, he wants some JM in the AM swag. I better dig some stuff up (laughs) and make sure sure to get him some some good-looking JM in the AM stuff. He walks around in his TABC and his uh, Camp Cayley uh, offerings. And uh, if I would just give him some JM&M stuff, he'd be publicizing us just as much. That's for sure. Listener Jonas says, good morning. Love JM&M. Can you please play Avi De Levante and Nissan Black Peace in Jerusalem? Oh, let's see if we can get that one. I don't know why. Uh, I always have trouble finding it. But we will, um, we will see if we can... In fact, uh, get that selection going here on a Monday. Hey, it's the 8th of November, the 4th of Kislev. We're getting closer and closer to the holiday of Hanukkah, believe it or not, which is always pretty amazing. What's better than uh, Hanukkah week? Uh, 49 degrees. Weather's not bad out there, by the way. Not bad. I was uh, I was thinking it would be a lot chillier in this area this morning, but... Uh, not bad at all. 49 degrees, 56% humidity, winds are north at 5 miles per hour. A sunny today with a high temperature of 66. Then tonight, clear skies and a low of 50. Sunshine for tomorrow and a high of 68 degrees. You shall line right now at 77. We're at 49 here in New York City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. 
Uh, Miriam Wallach's going to check in with us later because she's just back from Yerushalayim. She was one of the November firsters. <laughs> I was happy to be there during the summer. Uh, she is among many, many people who didn't have an opportunity to get there till now. And, um, and uh, of course, she will be not only uh, uh, speaking to us about being in Israel and encouraging people to go, but in addition to that, we'll get a word about our friends at the Inbal Hotel, who no doubt um, continue to have provided amazing uh, service and uh, everything that they traditionally do for the uh, traveler from uh, from anywhere, whether it's from Israel, as they've proven during Corona, or obviously of travelers from the United States and other areas of the diaspora. So we'll do that coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, trying to see if I can find that selection. I don't know why. I always have trouble with it. But we'll try to dig it out. And those of you who have other comments, if you'd like to say something or request something, go to the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app. For Android and iPhone, and uh, comment away, and uh, we'll try to get to whatever it is that you're requesting. That I can guarantee you that we'll certainly try our very best. I want to thank Rabbi Benji Kramer. Rabbi Benji Kramer has taken over the 9 a.m. Monday slot, not the entire hour, but a very significant part of the hour with a segment called May Irmi Lim, done in memory of Mayor Weingarten, who passed away 24 weeks ago last uh, Friday, last Friday night, and uh, back on Parshas Nusso, and who we miss every single day here at JM in the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, so Benji Kramer has stepped in in Mayor's memory, a segment called May Irmi Lim, analyzing something having to do with the Hebrew language, usually a word or a root or a phrase, whatever the case is. And again, Rabbi Benji Kramer who is one of the leaders and uh, great educators at the Yeshiva of Flatbush. He is going to be presenting a brand new May Ear Me Limb segment this morning at 9 a.m. right here at the Nahum Siegel Network right after JM and AM. So I thank him. And um, what can I say? Uh, not everything that uh, Mayer introduced to us and did for us can be uh, replicated or, uh, or replaced, but uh, Rabbi Benji Kramer is doing a remarkable job at keeping a very, very important part of Mayor's presentation, uh, the Hebrew language, um, uh, something at the forefront for us here at JM&AM and is much, much appreciated. More coming up. Thanks for listening on a Monday to JM&AM.
כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח, רק יגיע קשת, כולנו חברים. כולנו מתפללים ומחכים למשיח, הוא כבר רוצה להגיע, מחכה לחברים.
Break. The free town ain't a fire in a world like this, so we pray for the city with a fire on our lips. Yerushalayim, we see all the other lands truly need thee. Whether or not an embassy, sympathetic empathy will bring us to a greater peace. Uh, Cause we're the glory of the east, God's greatest gift runs deeper than the sea. Love and justice and truth we preach, even on a shorthand we still reach.
Jam in the AM with Derech Achim Od Yishama Abba done by Mordechai Shapiro. By request, you heard Peace in the World, Avi De Levante, and Nisim Black. Via Hafta, that was Milech Cohen here at Jam in the AM. Monday morning, sunshine and a high of 66. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We'll talk with our friends. Uh, we'll speak with our friends from OHEL later on. They have a big, big gala coming up on November the 21st. We'll talk about that here at Jam in the AM. And plenty more on a Monday. And my big, big thank you today, of course, goes to uh, Mayor. There we go. Uh, News from Israel, I guess, will be coming up. (laughs) Big thank you this morning goes to uh, the one and only Mayor Fertig. Mayor Fertig, I thank you. He subbed on Friday. It was great having him back in our uh, amazing roster of substitute hosts of JM and the AM. And we're hoping we'll hear from him again really, really soon. So, Mayor Fertig, we salute you and we thank you. Also, I want to remind you that Rabbi Benji Kramer, who has joined our roster in terms of people who contribute to this network. Uh, We'll analyze uh, a great Hebrew word coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern time in a segment that we call Meir Me Lim, which you can hear Mondays in the same slot that Mayor Weingarten was in for many, many years. And that'll be coming up here at at the Nahum Siegel Network later on this morning right after JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com on the NahumSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galit's on the background. Do our news from Israel coming up and then move into hour number two of uh, JM in the AM. If you haven't yet supported us during this year, remember the end of the year is a perfect time to support us and those of you who give recurring donations, those of you who give monthly donations, who set it up that way on the website, that helps us tremendously. You can uh, right now help us out by giving a recurring donation. And as you go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, be as generous as you can and help us keep going for yet another year. Why not? Why not have for another year what we've been having for the last 38 years? Great JMNAM broadcasting on a... uh, daily basis. That's what we provide and we hope that they'll uh, find it worthy enough to support. Again, go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org as we drift into our year-end campaign now in November. We hope that you'll uh, make a uh, a donation and one that um, especially if you're able to make a monthly donation, a recurring donation that uh, helps us each and every month. And why did we lose our did we lose it? I think we lost our feed from from Israel, maybe not. There we go. Uh, We're back to a seven-hour difference between us and the Holy Land, which means if you're on the East Coast of the United States, it is now a seven-hour difference since we're all on standard time between us and the Holy Land. So right now, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Right now, 2 p.m. Israel time. When we go to Israel, please God, the shows that we do will be between 1 and 4 p.m. That's how it works. Last week was 12 to 3 for those who were in Israel, and it was apparently apparently a problem, as listener Devorah pointed out to us at the end of last week. Galit <laughs> Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast from Monday's next. Boker Tov from Jam Dan. Galit Tzal from Yerushalayim, the second time, in the Ulpan Tal Shenhav, with what's 
מדווח כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. יחידת הבקרה האווירית זיהתה את הכטב"ם ששיגר חמאס, ולאחר שהוא חצה אל הים והחל לטוס צפונה, הוחלט ליירט אותו כשהתקרב יותר מדי לכיוון חופי ישראל. לוחמי ההגנה האווירית של מערכת כיפת ברזל יירטו את הכלי והפילו אותו. זו הפעם השלישית אי פעם שכיפת ברזל מיירטת כלי טיס בלתי מאויש, ולא רקטה. המשבר סביב העלאת יהודי אתיופיה. עשרות רבנים וקסים בכירים פנו לממשלה בקריאה יש להעלות מיד את אחינו באתיופיה שנמצאים בסכנה. מידע כוזב ואינטרסים קטנים גורמים לעיכובים המסכנים את שלומם. כתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג פרסמה הבוקר כי יכונס הערב דיון מיוחד בנושא ברקע הביקורת של שרת העלייה והקליטה פנינה תמנו שטה על המסמך שפרסם אתמול המטה לביטחון לאומי בו נקבע כי אין איום על האוכלוסייה המדוברת. הפעיל החברתי אבי אלאו מתח אצל יעל דן ביקורת על המסמך. אני רואה את ההודעה של המל"ל, שהם אומרים שזה עלול, כן, בעצם לגרום למשבר מול אתיופיה. ואני תוהה על איזה משבר הם בדיוק רומזים, מה? משבר פוליטי? יכול להיות שמדברים פה אולי על חברות שמוכרות נשק לאתיופיה, על עסקאות כאלה? כל העניין הזה של הספק וכל השיח הזה שמתקיים כרגע נועד לפתור את האחריות ממדינת ישראל. כתב אישום הוגש נגד מטפלת ממולדובה בשנות ה-30 לחייה באשמת רצח המטופלת שלה, אישה כבת 90. מדווח כתבנו קובי מנדל. יונה מוהין בת ה-30, מטפלת ממולדובה שסעדה קשישה כבת 90 בדירת הקשישה בחדרה, נעצרה לפני כשלושה שבועות מיד לאחר מציאת גופת הקשישה. מהחקירה שנוהלה במרחב מנשה עלה, כי באותו בוקר גורלי וללא כל סיבה מוקדמת, היא חנקה באמצעות כרית את המנוחה, דבר שהוביל למותה. פרקליטות מחוז חיפה מבקשת לעצור אותה עד לתום ההליכים נגדה. הוושינגטון פוסט האמריקני פרסם הבוקר תחקיר המבוסס על עדויות של חיילים לשעבר מארגון שוברים שתיקה, לפיו צה"ל מרחיב את מאגר המידע הדיגיטלי שלו על פלסטינים ואוסף צילומי פנים שלהם. חבר הכנסת מוסי רז ממרץ התייחס ביומן הצהריים לממצאי התחקיר. לא ניתן כל דבר להצדיק לשם הצורך הזה. וגם בלא התוכנה הזו, השב"כ עושה עבודה יפה ומסכל. יותר ממאה בחברה הערבית נרצחו, אז מדוע לא נמפה את כל הישראלים על מנת למנוע מעשי רצח כאלה? או שאנחנו באמת פועלים בצורה כזו שמפרה את הפרטיות ולהגן על ביטחון האזרחים והאזרחיות, או שלא. לא יכול להיות שזה יהיה רק כלפי צד אחד. מבנה בית ספר לבנות חרדיות בחדרה הוגדר מסוכן, ו-200 תלמידות ועשרות מורות פונו ממנו. לטענת ההורים, העירייה לא נתנה מענה ראוי לתלמידות, והוצע להן להשלים את השנה בלמידה מרחוק, או להשתלב בבתי ספר מעורבים באזור, שאינם מתאימים לאורח חייהן. חופית טרבלסי, אם לאחת התלמידות, טוענת, העירייה השאירה את הילדות בבניין מסוכן הרבה אחרי שהתרענו. כולם מבינים שהמבנה הזה היה בעייתי. פונינו ממנו לפני כשלוש שנים, העברנו לבית ספר אחר לגמרי, כי המבנה הזה לא ראוי. אין בו שום דבר שאתה רואה בו כבית ספר. והוחזרנו אליו, וכשהחזרנו אליו, אנחנו כהורים באנו וביקשנו שלפחות יהיה התאמות. אמרו לנו, נעשה שיפוץ במאות אלפי שקלים. בית ספר חשוך, שמתקן כליאה נראה יותר מואר מהדבר הזה. כתבתנו איילת ברון שהביאה את הפרטים מוסיפה שמהעירייה נמסר העירייה, משרד החינוך, הנהלת בית הספר וההורים קיימו היוועצות בה הוחלט כי עד יום רביעי הקרוב ילמדו התלמידות מרחוק ובמקביל תיבחן החלופות ללמידה במבנים אחרים ברחבי העיר ומזג האוויר עדיין חם מהרגיל לעונה ויבש אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד
J.M. in the A.M. Bench, bench. That's Avram Avram Freed. You heard Chaim David Burson in there with uh, Kulan and his Amer. 
Nisim Black on that selection. And Modani done by Arye Kunstler on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. By the way, I must mention, um, where is it? <laughs> where's my where's my phone that has my calendar in it? Uh, tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM, and it gives me a chance to remind everybody that uh, you have to go to uh, artscroll.com and always use promo code radio when you're purchasing books. Tomorrow morning on this program, Rabbi Yisrael Besser. Now, he is well known and has been for quite a while now uh, for being an amazing author of some incredible books. I want to call to your attention two books that he and I will please God discuss tomorrow. The first, and this is really a perfect book for a morning show, the first is Arise and Sing, The Power of the First Prayers of the Day Through Commentary, Stories, and Inspiration. If you are one like myself who finds Birchos HaShachar, The Morning Blessings, and Demodaani and that area of tefillah um, among the most inspiring of the day, you will absolutely love this book. I read it last night. It is just amazing. And again, those of you who really appreciate the direct, and I, all of our tefillot, of course, are direct, but I'm sure I'll discuss this tomorrow. There is something about Moda'ani through Birchas HaShachar, which is just so personal between one and the one above. And if you're if you're into that like I am, you'll absolutely love the book. It's called Arise and Sing. Go to artsgirl.com. Use promo code radio for your discount and for your free shipping. Arise and Sing by Israel Besser. He joins us tomorrow. The other book is Building... For Eternity, The Life and Legacy of Reb Moshe Reichman. And uh, those of us, again, who grew up, and the name Reichman was meaningful, meant something, who grew up and uh, and knew that um, that this was somebody. It's funny, I, I, I use this when I, um, when I said something about Rabbi Sachs after his passing. Uh, I said that the greatest thing about Rabbi Sachs for a regular Jew was that when he opened his mouth, you knew he would only enhance the Jewish people, never, God forbid, embarrass them. Rabbi Moshe Reichman, um, in, in his business dealings, right, which is sometimes even more difficult to do what I just described, in his business dealings, did just that, represented us extremely well. So tomorrow we get a chance to speak to Yisrael Besser. He's uh, author of Arise and Sing. He's author of Building for Eternity, The Life and Legacy of Rabbi Moshe Reichman. And we get to talk about both of those books tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM. Check out our community calendar online. The Atid Society event for the Kushner Schools with Elon Gold is up there for the 21st of November. Uh, you'll see the uh, Yishai Rebo Live in Teaneck concert for Keter Torah or at Keter Torah. Uh, our friends in Philly at the Best Cake Bakery. I don't know if we'll make it down there, but their, their grand opening event is this weekend. And, uh, and you'll see it then our community calendar. Just go to... Uh, NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar, and you'll see some of these events. And, of course, we have other events to talk about, including the uh, big gala coming up for Yad Vashem. We'll do the interview for um, uh, the Ohel Gala later on in this show. There is a lot happening in the Jewish world, and I'm glad we get to feature a lot of it right here at JM in the AM. A um, selection from Yaakov Shweki at JM in the AM. Shahim Kolkakashim, Mahi, Odio, Machana, 
אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. לפעמים מרגישים שהחיים כל כך קשים, מה יהיה עוד יום, עוד שנה? אבל אני מחייך, לא דואג להמשך, כי יש לי, יש לי אמונה. אני
JM in the AM. Mordechai Shapiro. Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Rabbi Goldwasser coming up. Plenty more. We'll talk about the Ohel Gala with our special guests here at JM in the AM as well. Uh, I remind you that our friends at Gaia Coffee are doing something remarkable and revolutionary. Uh, they have uh, released to the market. Gaia brew bags, which means all you got to do is uh, pour a cup of hot water, toss in one of the Gaia brew bags, and you have a fresh brewed cup of coffee every single morning. Simple, excuse me, simple as that. It's easy. It's amazing. It gives everyone an opportunity to really have a fresh brewed cup of coffee in the easiest way fa- uh, possible. Don't forget a 15% discount if you use promo code radio on their website, a 15% discount if you use promo code radio on their website, GaiaCoffee.com, G-A-I-A. 
coffee.com. The American Society for Yad, <coughs> for Yad Vashem invites you to join them for their 2021 National Gala. That's happening. It's called The Art of Remembrance, a virtual experience scheduled for Sunday, November the 14th at 7 p.m. The event will be hosted by Israeli-American actress and activist Noah Tishbi. will honor the Engine family, leaders, and longtime supporters of Yad Vashem. The program will focus on the arts and culture of the Shoah through the unique lens of Yad Vashem. It will share remarkable musical and artistic works and showcase the creative spirit that lifted Jews during this very difficult period. For information about attending the event, and it's really easy, it's virtual, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala yad vashem usa.org slash 2021 gala we'll have more about this event uh, coming up through the week here at jm and the am our friends from ohel are going to join us coming up first rabbi david goldwasser's words here is rabbi david goldwasser with morning chizuk good morning we find a fascinating pasuk in the Today is sacred Lashem. Don't mourn, don't weep. Go out, eat foods, drink sweet beverages. The enjoyment of Hashem is your strength. We cannot understand the idea that on such a day, on a day of judgment, there is both enjoyment in partaking of food and drink and sending presents. On the other hand, there is the Ema and the Yira, the fear and the awe of the Omadin. To understand this, there is a beautiful story. There was a father and a son, and they began to go on a journey. The father told the son as they approached the forest, My child, please don't go off from the path. This is a big forest. There are dangerous animals that lurk in the darkness. Many people wandered off the course and they even lost their life. The son remained faithfully by his father's side, but all of a sudden, something caught his eye. He was especially interested in some of the very beautiful trees and the fruit that was hanging off the trees. He ran to the tree, began to eat the fruit. Soon, he found himself alone, totally surrounded by the trees. Although he tried to get back to the path, he didn't have any sense of direction and even became more disoriented. The sun was beginning to set. He began to hear what he thought was the low roar and growling of animals that seemed to be coming closer and closer. He cried out, Father, Father, Abba, Abba. He began to run. He tripped over branches. He fell. He picked himself up again and started running. He was terrified. He thought about surviving in a forest without food or water, or God forbid, to be devoured by a wild animal. Suddenly, he felt himself lifted with an iron grip, and his father's voice screamed, I warned you not to veer from the path. His father's upset was frightening, and the child began to cry. But the tears were not because he was reprimanded. They were tears of joy because he was overjoyed that his father had rescued him. He was now back in his loving father's arms. He was content just to know that his father was there to shield and protect him. The same is true when a person does tshuva. Even though it is a scary thought, a person might have wandered. They may have veered from the path. 
They may find themselves alone, frightened by the world. But the moment that one decides to do tshuva, they will find themselves back in Hashem's loving arms. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday. Well, uh, there are certain things that we've greatly anticipated getting back to and having back in our lives uh, at this, what we are now referring to, uh, tail end of COVID. And believe you me, I really hope it is the very end of the uh, of the um, terrible effects of the pandemic. Uh, what I mean by all this is that um, when I got the invitation, and a big, big thank you to our darling friends, uh, Phyllis and Mel's actor, when I got the invitation for the Ohel Gala for Sunday, November the 21st, I said, wow, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, back in a, uh, in a regular uh, venue, the New York Marriott Marquis, uh, back where the emphasis is on being there as opposed to being a virtual and back on the emphasis of supporting a cause that has been so vital for so many years, but really, really has proven over the last year and a half just how vital it is. And, of course, I'm referring to the amazing people at OHEL. The, uh, the event is called Forward in Strength. It is OHEL's 52nd annual gala, and we are uh, encouraging everybody out there to go to the website at ohelfamily.org and be as generous as possible. Register for the dinner. If you haven't been there in a while to the OHEL dinner, now's a good opportunity as things open up to come and be part of it. As I always said in the old days, meaning meaning pre-COVID, if you're going to go to one or two dinners a year, this has to be one of them because um, uh, it, it is so inspiring. It's always an evening of such tremendous inspiration and learning so much about what people in our community are going through and how OHEL is helping them. Uh, register, get your ads in, make a donation. There's a journal, of course. It's all online. It's self-explanatory, ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org. Honorees this year include Mark and Shavy Schlossberg, who are the guests of honor, the Liberty One Group, who are being recognized as the corporate honoree. There will be a memorial tribute appropriately uh, for the amazing Miriam Weiss of Blessed Memory, a tribute and celebration. And uh, in in regard to the people we're going to be speaking with today, Usher and Sipora Pollock are receiving the Mrs. Rose Pollock Aleha Shalom Young Leadership Award. And we have Usher with us live via telephone, and we have um, Brother uh, Shmuel uh, with us live via telephone as well to help us uh, navigate through an amazing family story with Ohel. Usher, Shmuel, a pleasure to welcome you both to JM in the AM. Morning. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, good morning, uh, Shmuel. Uh, I mean, I, I hope Usher doesn't mind. I'll, I'll randomly start with you. Could you tell us how uh, your family and Mrs. Rose Pollock, specifically of blessed memory, got involved in OHEL? Absolutely. Uh, the story really begins in 1960 when my dear uncle, Mishy Pollock, was born. Uh, I would say in the 60s into the early 70s, there really weren't many avenues uh, for parents with children with disabilities, and it was apparent from an early age that my uncle suffered from numerous disabilities. And I think that road that my grandparents really traveled, that my, my grandmother really pushed forward, brought them to OHEL at a time that was critical because OHEL was sort of building up into this organization that was going to offer services for um, families with children with disabilities. And it was sort of a natural partnership between both sides, where my grandmother really didn't take no for an answer and pushed forward on a number of levels and really brought with OHEL's help, you know, I think mental illness into awareness and to a point where people started to realize that, that people with disabilities need services, they weren't available, and I think that partnership really um, has blossomed into what we see today. 
Um, the and we we have to point out, and for the younger people listening, they may not understand this because of the era that thank God we're in now in this regard. But in those days, as we say in quotation marks, uh, everything you just described was not the norm. Everything you just described took revolutionary activity in order to implement. Would you agree with that? Uh, I think we're probably understating it. <laughs> I think they're, they're, the stigma was probably unbelievable, and I think you know a lot of children just were either given up for adoption or or were sort of brushed aside in a sense. There just there weren't any services for children like this. There weren't any schools or or programs or even an awareness at a basic level that that they need special help and they need requirements that we just couldn't offer them at that point. Right. And I think it really took a select group of people and you know Oho really pushed forward on that front to bring it to the center. And so yeah. to the world we live in today feels natural to us, but to your point, I mean, it certainly wasn't, you know, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, no question about that. And I remind everybody, ohelfamily.org is information about the gala. Shmuel Pollock is with us. Usher Pollock is with us. Usher and his wife, Sipara, are getting the official uh, Rose Pollock Young Leadership Award on the 21st of November. And Usher and, of course, Shmuel, both of you feel free to come in at any time to the conversation. I mean, uh, for, for, for people like yourselves, family members who have seen up close and personal for years and years and years, what the residences mean and what the programs mean for someone like your uncle, I can only imagine how you've seen the uh, the supervisors and those who take care of uh, 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 those who take care of people like your uncle, what they've done over the last year and a half, and how they've just went. I have to assume have gone beyond the call of duty uh, to make sure everyone's taken care of. I completely agree. Um, I, I sit in a unique seat with the family member, obviously that's directly positively impacted. I also sit on the board which was a promise that I made to my grandmother. And I think that you get to see in times of crisis, and I would obviously concur that the last couple of years have been that, you watch people step up on, on all levels, right, from the very top all the way down to, to the critical um, social workers and, and helpers that really on a day-to-day basis live this. And, you know, when you're dealing with people with mental illness and mental disabilities and, and issues like that, lots of times there are physical issues that come that manifest with that. And a lot of those people are immunocompromised and can potentially really have some ill effects from COVID. And so you watched in real time as everything came together from an organizational perspective to make sure that everything was put in place. Those guardrails were there to make sure that that everybody's life was, was directly positively impacted and to make sure that we all came out of this as best we could relatively unscathed. And it was remarkable to watch. And I, I think, again, when you, when you sit inside and you get to see the amount of work and effort that goes into it, you gain a new sense of appreciation. What is, the, uh, what is that encounter like when the grandmother says to the grandson, you have to make a commitment to be part of the formal organization going forward? Uh, definitely, I remember the conversation well. Uh, when David Mendel called me and asked me to, to join the board, my first call was uh, to my wife. My second call was to my grandmother. And it was an emotional conversation. I mean, my grandparents were very open from when I was very young about what OHO meant to them. And they were very much aware of the fact that if not for OHO, it's, it's scary to think where my, you know, where my uncle would be today. And I, I, I can guess. And, and it would not be you know, a pretty picture. So there's a tremendous amount of Akara Satov in the family that's embedded, and it, it really is um, it's pushed through the line, so to speak. My children are aware of this. You know, my teenage children certainly know everything about OHO and, and what, it, what it brings. And um, it was a very emotional conversation when you're speaking to Holocaust survivors who then come over you know, after the war to rebuild their lives and then have to go through an ordeal like this, but always put such a positive spin on something and will not take no for an answer and really push forward 
um, it's not only not saying no, I think it's, it's, it's just this promise that a person can make. And how often can we do that in life where we can yeah. really try to make a difference on so many levels to people we love like and that? For, and, and for such a good, I'm sorry, for such a good purpose, you know, which makes it, you know, uh, enhances the whole experience even more. I agree. Um, yeah, imagine. I mean, the, the challenge, I think, is too light of a word, so I have to think of a better one. But the challenge of being a survivor and then coming to this country and uh, having those types of challenges when you start a family. It's pretty unbelievable, frankly. Uh, Usher, what's it like for you and your wife to be the first recipients of the Young Leadership Award, which will carry the name of Rose Pollock? Uh, when when David came to our house and, and asked us about this, I think it was a very emotional moment for us. You know, definitely definitely something that is not taken for granted, and I think it's a really big plus for my grandmother and something that we're really proud of. How did we decide on the honoree? Was this a flip of a coin, or it could have been any of the siblings, or how did this work? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think that my brother has taken enough of the limelight already, so we tried to steer away from him as much as possible. Um, you know, I've worked, I've worked with OL in the past, uh, many, many years ago. They had run, I believe it was a pilot program in Camp Manabu, where I was a part of a base Ezra within wow. Camp Manabu. So um, myself and a couple of our friends, we had worked with a couple of base Ezra children within Manabu, so that was something that really maybe, I believe, would have been the stepping stone for what Camp Kaylee is today. So, you know, it's something that I've definitely been involved with for, oh. for a long time. And, you know, and uh, I'm a member of a young community out in North Woodmere. Maybe the, the thinking was, let's get a couple of the other younger people involved <laughs> who might not have as much familiarity with OHEL as you know, the older generation might. Oh, trust me. I was just joking around, but I hope you work this whole sibling rivalry angle into your speech on the uh, or into the video uh, on the 21st of November. Uh, it could only be uh, fun and good. Uh, both Shmuel and uh, Usher Pollock is with us live via telephone. Usher and Zipora Pollock received the Young Leadership Award named for Mrs. Rose Pollock of Blessed Memory at the OHEL dinner. Uh, you know what I always say? I've been saying this for over 30 years. If you're going to go to one or very few dinners each year, this has to be one of them, and it's an amazing that it's back in a venue like the New York Marriott Marquis. We'll actually get our honoree and uh, Usher and Schmuel's comment about that in a minute because I'm sure they've been to many OHEL galas, and they'll tell you just how different a dinner this is. I have to state, uh, and, and you know, so many times um, OHEL means one thing to everybody. It happened to us years ago when all we thought was foster care. That's all we thought of. And over the years, obviously, we learned of the list and list of, uh, of things that OHEL does for the community. And now... As I've been saying, toward the end of 2021, we have to look back and see what's been happening. So here are some of the OHEL stats that were sent to me. Uh, they're serving more than 23,000 individuals through their programs, which is unbelievable. And those of you who, again, are either in need of or want to explore more about these programs or support the programs, it's ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org. That's how you connect with OHEL, and it's uh, well worth it. They are a proven commodity. They are a proven commodity. If you call them, uh, you know you're going to get professionals to know what they're doing. Uh, they're dealing with 515 adults with disabilities who live in OHEL residences, 55,000 mental health counseling sessions just in the year 2020, uh, 1,500 people with disabilities learning life skills in OHEL programs, 6,700 isolated seniors were visited in 2020, 750 families received respite services, three domestic violence shelters uh, are active. 15,000 children are, have been helped through their COVID anxiety using the COVID-19 Resilience Workbook. 50 schools received supportive mental health services. 10,000 received help through the TheraZoom webinars. Uh, they started days after after the pandemic started. And by the way, uh, we should also mention that there are so many of these services at uh, schools, camps, etc. Uh, that get emergency 
oh hell service if god forbid there is some type of tragic episode etc uh, that occurs uh, shmuel uh, give me your general comment about what i said uh, you know, everyone on this call and certainly everyone listening knows what it's like, uh, the dinner scene out there, and sometimes it can get complicated, lots of commitments in the Jewish community. But what makes this Ohel dinner different? I think there's a couple of things, but the biggest one for me, and I've obviously been going for a long time, is one, it's really, to me, based on we're trying to connect with people, and we're trying to do it over the years in a more audiovisual experience. So I think you're going to see um, videos, presentations, less on the speaking front, and other than, you know, a delicious buffet to begin, um, I think most of it is really meant to make you think, to make us all think about how, how thankful we have to be for everything that we have in terms of our lives and what these people really need. And, like, to your point, I mean, it's not just base Ezra, right? It's domestic violence, crisis sure. response, foster care, Kaylee, right? So we touch so many different people in so many different ways. I always walk out of the dinner every, every, you know, every year feeling... Um, that I'm very lucky that I'm part of an organization like this and that we really can touch people in all these different avenues. And so it, it's such a broad organization. And you, you touched on something earlier. You know, all kidding aside, I think part of the reason why, why we really pushed for Asher to do this um, is because there's, there's a little bit of a gap, and this is consistent with a lot of organizations where the older generations typically are well aware. Right. And then you have to do a lot of that groundwork um, with, you know, 20, 30-year-olds to really explain to them Right, what organizations like a whole bring to the table. And so a lot of this is really to push forward to, to that next generation to, to make them responsible, right, for some of what we're seeing in the community and to give them empowerment to, to really take that, you know, that next step. Asher, have you felt that already? That people, you know, in the in your age group and those who are uh, you know curious about the fact that you and your wife are being honored are paying more attention to OL at this point? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really given a lot of group of my friends and, and people outside of that in my shul and the neighborhood a, a better idea of what OHEL does. You know, we, we describe to them the importance, how related to my family, how related to the, to the general population. And, and it, like Shmuel said, it's not just about OHEL or Base Ezra. There's, there's so much more that they do in terms of the foster care or the social services or you know what's come up so, you know, so significantly in, in recent – I guess in recent time is uh, – crisis care. You know, that's something that's obviously very important and very relevant to today's society. Yeah, it seems whenever any type of crisis happens in any type of smaller venue, school, camp, etc., or larger in the Jewish world, Ohel's always there to respond and always there to bring their professional expertise. There are a lot of reasons, and when, and when David's on, obviously, David Mandel, the great CEO of Ohel, I will have an opportunity to speak more about um, uh, the incredible list of services, but we could spend hours on it, frankly. Everybody out there, you really have uh, one thing to do this morning. Um, a lot of great causes are featured on this show, and I'm proud of that. Uh, but this is one where uh, <laughs> we go so way back. We go way, way, way back to the early days of this show. And remember, we're here 38 years the early days of this show when emergency foster care was the very first thing ever brought to the attention of this audience, and boy, did they respond. And over the years, you've responded really nicely to everything that OHEL does, both uh, in terms of donations and in terms of the great pride that everyone takes in OHEL being there for everybody on a regular basis. So all we ask today is go to ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org. You, uh, uh, you heard the list of honorees. It includes Mark and Shavy Schlossberg, who are being recognized as guests of honor. The Liberty One Group are the corporate honorees for the event. Uh, Miriam Weiss, who uh, committed such an amazing and incredible lifetime of work to OHEL uh, and public service, and she is missed uh, tremendously. There'll be a tribute and celebration of her life 
um, uh, that evening on the 21st of November. And, of course, Usher and Sipora Pollock, a uh, Young Leadership Award named for their grandmother, Mrs. Rose Pollock, will be awarded that night, and you are all encouraged to be part of this. It is wonderful that this is happening at the New York Marriott Marquis. <laughs> it is wonderful that we actually could be there live and in person, and I hope everyone takes advantage. Register for the dinner. Get your ads in. Get your donations in if you can't make it just by going to ohelfamily.org. Again, ohelfamily.org. Let's get final statements from both um, uh, Shmuel and Usher. Shmuel, is there anything else you'd like to add about the uh, big event on the 21st? No, I think just read, right? If, if Even if you, you're not directly impacted, go to ohelfamily.org and really spend two minutes just going through all the different services. Familiarize yourself because you don't know if you can help somebody who may be going through an issue and then you can refer them and you can help that person. So educate yourself. You must sit at board meetings. I would say this to any board member. I'm not singling you out. You must sit at board meetings sometimes and say, how on earth can they can they go ahead and expand and do this and that and add this to the to the repertoire of what they you know what they need to do and what they feel is necessary for the community. I mean every I would assume every one of those board meetings in addition to you know addressing problems and things that need to be taken care of always has some type of new element to it. Yes. And, and that's the amazing part, right, to watch people so selflessly give their time and energy like this, right? And most of those people really, it becomes your life. It, it really does. It becomes so important to you. And, and the more you see and the more it opens, you know, your eyes to, to what's out there, the more you want to help. Yeah. So it, it, it only enforces it. It's great. Uh, sure. A final statement regarding the big event? Um, I think that it's going to be a great event. We're, like you said, we're really excited to have it back in person <laughs> in Manhattan. That's for and, sure. and as uh, David Mendel told me when he came to my house, it's a really quick dinner with a very regimented program. So not only will you enjoy it, but you'll be back home in time to uh, get into bed early. Yeah, they've, they've proven that over the years, and they stick to that. I thank both of you very much. Wish you a mazel tov on the beautiful award and, uh, and on the event actually happening as a full-scale, uh, wonderful uh, annual dinner. And I thank both of you for joining us this morning. Thanks so much Thank for having us. Really appreciate it. Uh, OHEL's 52nd annual gala, everybody. It's called Forward in Strength. That's a good theme, and it sums up what they're doing. Sunday, November to 21. Sunday, November to 21st. New York Marriott Marquis, 1535 Broadway. Buffet at 5. Program at 630. Uh, as much as I say about opening up, obviously they're going to comply with all regulations that are in place, but everyone's going to have a chance to get together. Uh, Baruch Hashem. And come pay tribute to Mark and Shavi Schlossberg, the Liberty One Group, the memory of Miriam Weiss, to Usher and Zipora Pollock, and uh, to Ohel in general. And I, of course, as I do every single year, my wife and I want to thank uh, Phyllis and Mel Zachter. It's always an honor, to say the least, to be guests of theirs. I don't know how many years already, but I think over 30 <laughs> at the dinner, and I thank them so much. Uh, Mel was one of the first people when we did that foster care interview 35 years ago, whatever exactly number of years it was. He was one of the people that walked into the studio uh, asking for help with that emergency. And we've had an amazing relationship ever since. Um, information. Uh, go to uh, ohelfamily.org. Again, go to ohelfamily.org. And uh, info about the dinner is available there. More. Oh, and you could also dial. I was wondering if there's actually a phone number still, and there is. You could actually dial 718-972-9338. Again, that's 718-972-9338. And you're listening to Jam in the AM.
Shame in the AM Monday. Baruch Levine wrapping up the hour. My thanks to Mayor Furtick for sitting in on Friday. Good to be back on a Monday as we head back to school and back to work. Reminder tomorrow by Yisrael Besser, the book about Rabbi Moshe Reichman, the book about uh, Modani through Birchus HaShachar. We'll speak about both books here at JM and the AM. In fact, you can go to artscroll.com right now. One book is called Arise and Sing, The Power of the First Prayers of the Day. Arise and Sing, Yisrael Besser. The other one is Building for Eternity, The Life and Legacy of Ramosha Reichman. Feel free to go to artscroll.com. Use promo code RADIO. Get your discount plus uh, get your discount plus free shipping. Go to artscroll.com. Discount plus free shipping on all of it. Oh, you'll be glad you did. That I can guarantee you. You'll be glad you did. The American Society for Yad Vashem invites you to join them for their 2021 National Gala, The Art of Remembrance, a virtual experience scheduled for Sunday, November the 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. The event will be hosted by Israeli-American actress and activist Noah Tishbi. will honor the Engine family, leaders, and longtime supporters of Yad Vashem. The program will focus on the arts and culture of the Shoah through the unique lens of Yad Vashem. It will share remarkable musical and artistic works and showcase the creative spirit that lifted Jews during this very difficult period. For information, yadvashemusa.org, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954, and A&H products are available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today. Congratulations, by the way, to Yeshiva University men's basketball team. Two amazing victories in Pennsylvania over the weekend. Their first home game this coming Wednesday night at the Max Stern Athletic Center up at YU. And, yeah, I mean, what can I say? They are rolling. The, the winning streak is still intact. And they are rolling. That I could tell you. And it's great to see, frankly. Great to see. JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world of web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Our time lucky always. Oh, my no, you're going to lay. 
Did it out of the night? 
J.M. in the A.M., eighth day with Wake Up Yidden. They opened up, well, did they? yeah, they opened up that set with Lucky, Yaakov Shweki with both Yagati and Lachaya. Monday morning, it's J.M. in the A.M. Hello, hello, thanks for joining us. Again, big thank you to Mayor Furtick for sitting in on Friday. Uh, what was the max reaction to Lenny's song? I don't know. Rabbi Cash asks a good question. i got to find out if the team is into Lenny's brand new song, which I thought is amazing. Celebrating the Yeshiva University Maccabees. Uh, good morning from AJA Carpool number 204. Listener Daniel, the champion, is in. <laughs> the uh, Atlanta Braves representative. They won the World Series. He's checking in. Listener Tikva says shalom from Israel. Thank you for that, listener Tikva. Hello to everybody in Israel. Now a seven-hour difference between the Eastern Time Zone and Israel. That got a little confusing last week for many of us. <laughs> Yeah, for many of us, it seems it seems a lot of people, not just me, have trouble remembering that it was a six-hour difference. Anyway, now it's back to uh, a seven-hour difference. It's now here in the studio, 816 in Israel, 316 in the afternoon. We do a show from Israel. It's usually 1 to 4 p.m., and uh, I guess all this will be uh, status quo time-wise until we get to the spring. Simple as that. Uh, go to artscroll.com. That's where you can uh, save, save, save by buying Rabbi Nachman Seltzer's brand new book, The Insider. You can save by using promo code radio. By buying uh, Yisrael Besser's new book, Arise and Sing, you could save using promo code radio. Uh, by purchasing the brand new book about, um, about Ramosha Reichman, um, which I'm assuming, I'm on the Artscroll website right now, I'm assuming if it's not posted yet, it'll be posted later today. Um, and tomorrow we'll have a shot. We'll have a chance to speak to, uh, Yisrael Besser about both those books, the, uh, Moda'ani through Birchus HaShachar, Arise and Sing, and the book about Ramosha Reichman. We'll have a chance to speak to, uh, Rabbi Besser tomorrow about both of them. Please, God, should be interesting. Our friends at shopeichlers.com remind you that the world's largest Judaica store is now online. Uh, go to shopeichlers.com, shopeichlers.com. They've got same-day delivery in a whole bunch of neighborhoods in New York and New Jersey, and, of course, everything you could ever imagine in the world of Judaica under one website roof, <laughs> under one website at shopeichlers.com. Check it out and enjoy. Also, join, join Turo College as they celebrate 50 years. Just pretty amazing. From a class of 35 students in 1971, Turo is now a flourishing institution. More than 100,000 alumni have graduated and moved on to serve the community in fields of medicine, dentistry, healthcare, finance, Jewish education, law, social work, and more. Be part of their jubilee year and help honor the esteemed alumni, dedicated faculty, and inspiring students. Visit 50.turo.edu today. 50.turo.edu today. Man tired, man You have to know who you are. Idi bista chayle keloika. You're so hale, you're so deep. Your mama's more like a douche. So don't forget wherever you go. Here it's a zam and medebishta.
Monday morning, JM in the AM with Eitan Freilich and Ivdu. You heard Yonatan Razel Hatov, Chelek Elokad, done by Ari Hill and Joey Newcomb. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Well, Miriam L. Wallach had an opportunity to uh, do something that um, we had the schut, we had the privilege of doing during the summer, and um, something that we are encouraging. It's one of the reasons I asked her to come on this morning. We are encouraging everybody to do. Uh, and that is the opportunity to put on the calendar and then follow through by actually going to the state of Israel. It is uh, a lot easier now, post-November 1st. I know it's never easy. I get it. Believe me, I get it. Uh, but it's an experience that uh, obviously you will never forget, and one that before COVID 
uh, had hit the world. We always encourage people to keep another trip or your first trip to Israel on the calendar and to make plans. And now, especially as things reopen, and there are groups of people going, but you know, obviously the uh, majority of people are waiting it out, are seeing what the story is, are trying to do so at a time that's convenient and a price that's convenient. I get all of that. But I think that we have to continue our mission here at the Nahum Siegel Network, uh, which is just to encourage people along the process, get it on the calendar, and get there as soon as possible. Miriam L. Wallach, welcome back to the United States. Wow, hard to believe that you were away again from uh, uh, from the Nahum Siegel Network. But in this case, it's Israel. So who could, could possibly complain about that, frankly? Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I like the again part. <laughs> yeah, well, if you thought there was a chance that I wasn't going to include that, I mean, come well, on. <laughs> it's so, I love it when nothing changes. I love when you go away and you come back and everything's exactly as you left it. Well, one thing we can say is that the uh, travel to Israel is not like we left it. Thank God now it's a bit easier. Again, there's still problems. I shouldn't say problems. There's still challenges and things people need to get through and go through whether it's PCR tests, et cetera, and people need to be fully informed about everything on the way there and on the way back. Uh, but uh, no doubt, as I had the privilege to experience, I'm sure landing in Israel for you was uh, not just a, a, an uplifting emotional experience, but one you would love to see others enjoy as well. Absolutely, and I like to refer to them as hiccups. Getting into the country was with, not without its hiccups, certainly leaving the country was not without its hiccups, but in between, were there hiccups? Yes, yes, there were hiccups in between as well, but is it worth it? You bet. It, there's nothing to talk about. It's, it's, the country is waiting there for you, and it's beautiful, and it's amazing, and it's, I mean, you know, somebody joked a couple of days into the trip, somebody said to Stephen, so how's she doing? And Stephen said, well, she cried for the first 24 hours we were here, and now she hasn't stopped smiling. So I, I think that really summed it up, the, the anxiety over traveling, even at this point in COVID. I don't know if we say we're at the end, we're in the middle, we're in between. I have no idea what state we're in. But any kind of travel is still going to be somewhat stressful. There's still lachats, and you're still on a plane with a mask, etc. So there is that anxiety. And, of course, just getting the test results back, to know that you can get on the plane adds a tremendous amount of anxiety. And then you get there, and then you realize you're there. You realize you've made it. And it's literally like a dream because we sat here for 22 months dreaming about the next time we'd be in Israel, and we were finally able to go. And just that overwhelming sense of emotion was really uncontrollable for me for a good 24 hours. You know, it's funny. I remember when I landed in July— uh, so we we went out uh, for our ride, uh, you know, to a, an upper level, so to speak. You know what I mean, because you've been there. You know, more more of an upper level than the actual ground level uh, that one would go out to the regular taxi stand, etc. Because we were meeting a ride there, and I said to the person who was with us, "Do you think this is considered the ground? You know, even though we're like on a higher level, but we're outdoors." And he says to me, yeah, why? I said, because I don't usually do it, but in this case, I feel like I have to kiss the ground. So if this qualifies, I'm doing it because I've not been here in a year and a half. And I feel that it's something that I have no choice but to do. So, yeah, it's a different even for those of us who've been there often. And thank God you and I have had the opportunity uh, to, to be there um, uh, a, a lot compared to many others. It is something getting there for the first time. And if we've made a mission with our friends at Nefesh Benefesh to remind people the importance of having a plan 
uh, to eventually get to Israel, and I mean permanently, the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel, then we certainly have a mission over the next few weeks and months, in my opinion, um, you and all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network, to emphasize the beauty of visiting there, uh, to get another trip on the calendar, which is so important, because so what if it gets canceled or gets moved? By the way, my most recent trip just got moved. <laughs> so, so you know, it, it, whether it gets canceled, gets moved, whatever the case is, still always have a plan to get there with your family. ASAP makes all the difference in the long run, to say the least. Absolutely. And and keeping in mind that that everything is adjustable now still without uh, without penalization. So if you're making your your tickets, if you're booking your tickets and then they have to be canceled, at this point airlines are still forgiving and it's not an issue to make that change. Even for me at the last minute, I shortened my trip because of the Nefesh Benefesh adjustment and you know the, the inbal was easily and, and happily able to accommodate shortening my stay there, et cetera, without without any additional stress. It was, oh, no problem, done. Same thing with the rental car, same thing with everything else. Again, the 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 issues or hiccups that people will encounter are really regarding, frankly, the Misrat Habriyut and, and staying on top of those regulations, which are unbelievably fluid. Unbelievably fluid. <laughs> yeah, so fluid that one person can tell you one thing and the next person will tell you something else. Miriam Alwalik is with us. She's back from Israel. So this past summer, uh, both with you and with Ronnie Timzit, I had the opportunity to talk about the incredible, excuse the word, pivoting that the Inbal did and what type of hotel it became over the summer. And in, again, in lieu of the fact that things in Israel were opening up and uh, you got to experience a very similar type of experience. And what you told me, as you texted me from Israel, was that uh, they are on their game. They, it was an A1 performance by the people at the Inbal. And again, this is no surprise. Everyone knows that we utilize them as our home base and as our uh, and as our mobile studio uh, when we are in Jerusalem, and uh, and I, I, again, it was amazing to hear you confirm that they simply got it right again. Nachum, it was even more than that. The hotel was perfect. It was perfect in that the upkeep of the hotel is is just exactly the way I remember it. The quality of the food, the the enormous buffet, the smiling staff. The helpful, the helpful staff, everything was perfect. It was literally like, and I mean this sincerely, like COVID didn't happen. Like all of the crazy of hotels being shut down and this happening and that happening didn't happen. It's exactly the way I remember it. And I think that that is such a testament to Ronnie and to the entire team yeah. because – because you don't want – there's been so much change. There's been so much that we've all had to go through. Can't something just have been the same as I remember? And that was the inball. And that was so many parts of my of my trip that it was, it was reassuring to see so many parts of Jerusalem exactly the way I left it. But to come back to the inball, which as we refer to as our home away from home, and we get there and I see the faces I know. And they recognize me after two years, 22 months. They're recognizing me, and they're they're you know they're happy to see everybody, and they're welcoming, etc. It's just it's so nice that some things haven't changed. Yeah, no question about it. And Jerusalem in general, I mean, I, I have to assume that over the last few months, I know that uh, you know there was a time when it was very hard to find other tourists, but I would have to assume that you at least saw some people that were noticeably from the U.S. and the diaspora, right? Well, to be honest with you, not really. But wow. what's funny, there was an FIDF um, 
cycling group that was at the in-ball at one point, which, of course, makes you feel really good about yourself. You have the same amount of food on their plate, on your plate as they have on their plates, but they're about to go do 50 miles. Sure, no problem. But there is – so there was that small group, but uh, somebody had told me that she noticed a bunch of Israelis taking, a, taking pictures of, a, of an Asian tour group that had just gotten off, the bu- off of a bus, not at the in-ball, but somewhere else in Jerusalem, because it was funny that the Israelis were noting that tourists were back. Wow. So that, to me, was just like a great anecdote. Were there, were there people in the in-ball? Sure, there were people in the in-ball, but they are people with first-degree relatives who were specifically there because they, were, they had gotten there before November 1st and were still working off of their Ishurim. We did not have any Ishurim. We did not need that. We left October 31st. We landed November 1st, and we're there with the new guidelines. Yeah. Um, Miriam Al-Wallach and I and everybody here, frankly, first of all, a big thank you to the Inbal. I mean, yes. every time we're there, and I just had this experience a few months ago, and it is, as you said, uh, it's a it's a it's an amazing place, and uh, they treat us really, really well. So a big thank you to Ronnie Timzit, his staff, and everybody at the Inbal Hotel, and we certainly continue to recommend them, as we hopefully will for you know many, many months and years in the future. Uh, for those who are traveling, and now especially, they're getting ready, no doubt. As Ronnie told us during the most recent interview, they're getting ready for the opening up of the diaspora or of Israel to the diaspora. Uh, so take advantage, everybody. Uh, search in Bal Hotel and be in touch with them. It's well worth it. And uh, you know the other message, and I know this is one that um, uh, people like Miriam Wallach and the others here at the Nachum Single Network are just, are, are, are just as passionate about this as I am, and that is that the future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel, one of the ways... Um, that we can uh, that we can um, uh, work toward that goal is to um, and to make sure that it is part of the future of the Jewish people who are from the diaspora is to plan trips and get them on the calendar ASAP. Yeah, we're post November first now. Things are a little easier. Make sure you know exactly what you need, exactly what what you need to go through in order to get through, in order to be there. Uh, but try to plan those trips, and whether it's a uh, Thanksgiving, which will be big this year now, please God, or whether it's uh, end of year, of course, before New Year's, or whether it's uh, winter vacation um, in between semesters in so many of the Yeshiva League schools, uh, Pesach, whatever the case, next summer, whatever the case may be, just make sure to get that trip on a calendar. By the way, someone said to me, who and you'd appreciate this, someone said to me um, the other day, someone who's there a lot, I mean, someone who's in Israel a lot, said to me they're now planning for the summer. I said, summer? It's now November. They go, yeah. But, you know, the important thing is that I have the trip on the mm. calendar. I'm not ready to, you know, to make this move yet. And obviously, like you said, you know, who who knows if travel will become easier and if masks are still going to be mandatory on planes, although I have a feeling it's going to be around for a while. Uh, but uh, but still, you know, again, the important part that I took away from that is that the trip is on the calendar and that they are ready to, uh, you know, to work toward that goal of getting there, even if it's many, many months away. Absolutely. And by the way, you just mentioned something else about masks and about people being on top of what they need to get into the country, etc. People need to be patient. You need to be patient because you're going to encounter people who do not know the regulations that you know because, again, everything is so fluid. Things change literally from day to day. The system is not perfect. The systems have not been updated. The translations of what is required on a Hebrew form, the translations in English are often not good and therefore additionally confusing. You have to be patient. If you can't can't summon that within yourself, please do not buy the ticket. (laughs) 
That's but quite if a you are, if you're willing to to make room for that, and I'm going to use the word aggravation because it again there's it that can be aggravating, stress. right? It can be aggravating, right? If you're if you're ready to make room for the potential for that for that discomfort, then the trip is a million times worth it. But Maybe. you have to be prepared. Well, welcome back to the U.S. of A. Thank you. I very, very much appreciate it, and I cannot wait for my next trip. That was the question. When are you coming back? And I'm like, you know what? It's nice to know I can come back. Yeah, amen to that. Mary Mal Wallach back from Jerusalem. Our recommendation, everybody, is get a trip to Israel on the calendar. And again, a big thank you to Dinbal Hotel, one of the great sponsors of ours. It's uh, an outfit that treats us with... Uh, Tremendous regard and really like a home away from home, and we greatly appreciate it. Monday morning broadcast, plenty more coming up. It's JM in the A.
קשים, אינם אינם כלל וכלל מכשולים. כל מה שיהיה, כל מה שיקרה, בטוח אני שהוא מעלה אותי. עלינו להבין שהדברים הקשים, אינם אינם כלל וכלל מכשולים. כל מה שיהיה, כל מה שיקרה, בטוח אני שהוא Blue Melody. Shmuel Younger before that with Muftach. You heard Yehuda Glantz and Yeshma Kombalev here at JM in the AM. Reminder that uh, the um, American Society for Yad Vashem invites you to join them for their 2021 National Gala. It's called the Art of Remembrance. It's a virtual experience scheduled for Sunday, November the 14th, beginning at 7 p.m. The event will be hosted by Israeli-American actress and activist Noah Tishbi. And will honor the Ettingen family, leaders and longtime supporters of Yad Vashem. The program will focus on the arts and culture of the Shoah through the unique lens of Yad Vashem. And will share remarkable musical and artistic works and showcase the creative spirit that lifted Jews during this very difficult period. Information, yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala. Yadvashemusa.org slash 2021 gala.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NalchemSingle.com and the NalchemSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM in the AM. My thanks to our friends from OHEL. My thanks to um, Miriam L. Wallach. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Tomorrow morning, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, Yisrael Besser, two brand new books, one of them about Maisha Reichman. Very, very interesting. you got to tune in tomorrow morning to hear a great author talk about two brand new books here at JM in the AM. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous Monday. Don't forget Mayor Me Lim with uh, Benji, Rabbi Benji Kramer is up next in memory of Mayor Weingarten and an amazing analysis of a word in the Hebrew language that comes up next. We call it Mayor Me Lim. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network for that. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.